Danger and Opportunity, the podcast that explores crisis intervention and prevention. Every experience is an opportunity to grow. I'm your host, Dr. Jeff Tysinger. This is episode one. Why? Is crisis intervention needed? Do we need it in society today? Richard Cole thought about suicide every day when he was a child. It was such an ingrained part of his thought process that he stated he would wake up in the morning and he would think, I can get up and brush my teeth or I can kill myself. I can go to school today or I can kill myself. As a 10 year old boy, that kind of sadness and desire to be dead, he felt separated from the world. When you're in a class of 20 other kids, you're still by yourself. Adults don't understand you. Kids don't understand you. Cole shot himself in the chest with a 9mm handgun. He remembers it was cold that day because he had a big puffy down coat on. And as he fell, he could see the bloody feathers everywhere. Against medical odds, he survived. Only about 15% of people survive suicide attempts by guns. Cole now 47 makes the distinction between suicidal ideation and being suicidal. He stated, I don't know if I'll ever get rid of my suicidal ideation, but now I'm not acting on it. I'm in a lot better place than I used to be. No one's going to be perfect, but it's better. How do you think Richard's story might have played out if there had been someone who intervened early with him? Just some rough statistics. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. In 2018, there were 48,344 suicides, over one million and a half attempts. If we shift focus and we think about child abuse and neglect, in 2017, there were 3.5 million cases opened. Almost a million of them were determined to be true. 75% of them was about neglect. Close to 20% were physically abused. About 8% were sexually abused. 2019 was a record year for mass shootings at 417. That same year, there were 25 on school grounds. Eight people killed, 43 people injured. These statistics are sobering. Throughout your career, you're going to have to deal with these difficult issues and others. Next, we're going to talk to somebody who had done just that in her career. We are joined with Dr. Don Tysinger. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. This is a podcast for school psychology students that intend on working in school system. The podcast is part of a course in crisis intervention and prevention. In the course, we focus on understanding, planning, intervening, and in both individual and group crises. Today, we're just kind of focused on the why should students take this course. 
um, you have agreed to, uh, to talk to me and answer a few questions. Um, welcome. So before we begin, just give us a brief description of who you are and a little bit about, about your background. Okay, as you said, my name is Dawn Tysinger. I have a PhD in psychology with concentration in school psychology and a subspecialization in counseling interventions. I'm also a nationally certified school psychologist. Currently, I serve as professor and program director of the school psychology program at Georgia Southern University. However, prior to being in this position, I was a practicing school psychologist in the schools in both South Louisiana and East Central Kansas. Excellent. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your uh, your crisis experience in either or both of those settings? Sure. Um, actually, I had extensive crisis experience, but I don't think that is unique among school psychologists. When I worked in South Louisiana, I was actually in the New Orleans public schools. I worked in inner city New Orleans, and uh, this was a very strife-ridden area in which I worked. In fact, uh, one of the schools was in such a dangerous neighborhood that I actually wasn't allowed to arrive there after noon. I had to get in, do my work, and be out by noon. Uh, because the area was considered so dangerous that it could be difficult for me to travel in and out of. Uh, in that setting in New Orleans, uh, really, I describe my job much of the time as I was trauma triage. These children were living in situations and circumstances where crisis was a part of their daily lives. In fact, at one point, one first grade class that I worked with in one school, over half of the population of that class had already witnessed a murder at that young age. And so uh, death, violence, domestic violence, abuse were all common in those settings. When I moved to East Central Kansas, it was a very different type of demographic. However, that did not mean it was immune to crisis. In fact, I was assigned to one high school, and I think almost any practicing school psychologist can tell you that if you're working in at least one high school, then crisis is going to be a part of your role. Uh, it's unfortunate, but oftentimes teenagers are susceptible to things like car accidents, ATV accidents, hunting accidents were not uncommon, and then, of course, sadly, things like runaways and suicides. Now, in addition to my regular school psychology role, I was also assigned to a day treatment program within the public schools for K through five students. And because of the nature of these students' disabilities and psychological issues, crisis was often common in those settings as well, including things like um, violence against teachers, violence against peers, and those types of things. Wow, that's that's just amazing. Now, with those experiences is is there one particular experience that stands out more than than any other um i don't know that there is a particular experience i think that um, just like with the cycle of grief that we study, each experience in working with trauma each experience in working in crisis kind of um, you you relive those previous experiences as well. Certainly, uh, my grief would not be as intense as those who are experiencing it firsthand, but I do believe that um, you, you go on autopilot and you do the job that you need to do, but at the same time, each time you're working in crisis, you do tend to reflect back on all the others. So, so given that, how did you take care of the caregiver? 
That's an important question. And I think that's one um, that that we need to really focus better on in school psychology. I think we have a tendency oftentimes to work ourselves to the point of exhaustion and, and we're in this to give service. And because we tend to be natural caregivers, we often forget about our own self-care. But I think things like nutrition, exercise, and having someone that you can debrief with who truly understands what you're going through, whether that's a coworker or appear in another district, it can be helpful to really talk through those circumstances, certainly without breaching any sort of confidentiality, but in a way that allows you to debrief. Great points. Great points. So if you could tell budding school psychologists just one thing, what would that thing that you would want to share with them be? I would tell them that it is an absolute necessity to be prepared for crisis at all times because it's not a matter of if you are going to experience a crisis. It is a matter of when you are going to experience a crisis. And you are the most uniquely suited. You are the best prepared to step up and handle those situations. You need to also be proactive. Your schools need to understand what skill set you're coming in with. And not at the time of a crisis, but prior to crisis. Your administrators need to know what skill sets you have. You need to be a part of the school's crisis intervention plan. You need to promote those skill sets so that people know that you are reliable, you are trustworthy, and you can step up when that crisis does occur. Because oftentimes the wheels start moving by default, and you want to make sure you've positioned yourself to be the best help you can to children and families. Well, I can't thank you enough, both for your service and also for your time today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Today we've been dealing with the why of crisis intervention. The statistics about crisis events are frightening. There's clearly a need to intervene and to intervene early. We need to assist people to metabolize the experience. We know it doesn't go away, but we can get people back to pre-crisis functioning sooner and hopefully help them develop an adaptive way of dealing with the experience. School psychologists are in a great position to do this. What might have happened in Richard's life if someone had intervened with him? You will be in a position to help others. Danger and opportunity. Every experience is an opportunity to grow. I'd like to send a big thanks to Dr. Don Tysinger for being with us today. Next time, we will be dealing with practitioner safety and interventions. This is Danger and Opportunity. Thanks for listening.